Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Carl. This is my podcast. You found us. Nice one. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the RGM Experience podcast, where we delve into the grassroots music industry and beyond and tell lovely stories within it. There's loads of tips and stuff for bands and, uh, you know, everybody's got their own journey and everybody makes their own way through this music industry of ours. Uh, It's always a fun path. It's always interesting. It's always interesting. Uh, And we're here for another week, uh, a bonus episode here on a Thursday, treating you. Uh, So yeah, this week we've had a a really enjoyable episode with Tudes. Uh, This week that that came out uh, last week. We're in a new year and here we are having new and delightful conversations. Yeah, it's been, uh, it, it's, it's really busy with work, and it's really, it's, it's, uh, uh, the pipeline is building an RGM, and there's loads of nice content coming your way. This this weekend, well, tomorrow as this comes out, is, I think we've got like third 25 uh, bits of, you know, content to bring out over, over the weekend and stuff, so... So the pipeline has officially built up. Uh, we're making our way through it all as we speak. Uh, we've got a full writing team loving the submissions that's coming through the website. Ready to share loads of music with you uh, at rgm.press over on the website, you know. So if you're bored and you're after some music entertainment, just have a look over there. Google for us. Uh, but I know you're here for a chat today. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got Phil from Denton, Manchester. I live in Denton, Manchester. Uh, and he's here, he's in Bank Hall Ventrals. Uh, and he, it, it's, a, it's a lovely chat. You know, it's, when you see people at gigs and stuff, and I've, I've seen him about every now and again. You don't, I, I only really get to chat properly with people on the podcast because they're busy, I'm busy sometimes. Uh, so it is really nice to be able to, you know, spend a bit of time. You know, there's no rush. We just, we just, whatever happens, happens. It's just nice. Nice. Uh, and I really enjoyed catching up with Phil, uh, learning a bit more about him. You know, what's it all about? What's it all about? Uh, so, yeah, that's nice. Uh, when this comes out, we will have announced the Tramlines Festival um, uh, lineup. Loads of festival news coming up. Um, yeah, I'm a, a bit scatterbrained. I'm just acclimatizing to being right busy again. Uh, so, forgive me for that. It is what it is. But for, uh, just going back to Phil a little bit there. So, yeah, he's got an amazing story. Lived in Chicago for a bit. We had a good chat about that. Um, he's, he's, he's a guy that's very evident that he loves music. And, you know, playing live and writing tunes and that kind of stuff. Uh, it felt like it, it passed him by a little bit. You know, it can, it can happen when people get to a certain age. Uh, but just keep at it. If you love it, just do it. And he's really enthusiastic. We have a very good chat. Let's do it. Phil from Ventrells. Hello. 
adopted Denton, lad. Uh, yeah, mate, I'm adopted Denton and all then. Go on. Yeah, been here for 10 years. <laughs> I've been here five Old years. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Old Denton, isn't it? It's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I settled here, so. <laughs> good on you, good So, Phil, if anybody's not aware of who you are yet, mate, introduce us to yourself and let's get to know you. I am Phil Knox, a lead singer and principal songwriter mm. uh, in Ventrell's. Um, and yeah, principal songwriter and possibly manager. As well. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> there's, always, there's always one out of the band that has to do all the roles, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, there's always one. <laughs> it, it's it's never yeah, fair. It's those type of things are never fairly distributed around the band, are they, mate? It... No, 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 not 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 for the one of the like I'm trying for the others, but you know, it's, it, I think sometimes you know when you when you're running a ship and you know yeah. you can have too many. Captains, can't you? So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's our work, but sometimes it's best to have, you know, some one person, you know. Yeah, too, too many cooks spoiling the broth and all that kind of stuff, keeping the momentum uh, going. Uh, well, <laughs> well, we're joining you today, uh, and you've got some new music coming out that we'll talk about. Um, but uh, as I say, this podcast is all about getting to know you and introducing <laughs> you to people, and people understanding a little bit more about what the Ventrals are all about and what you're trying to achieve and that kind of stuff. So before we get into where we are now, let's go back a bit then, mate. So you say you're not from Denton then, so where are you from originally? I grew up in Haywood uh, on a yeah. state called Darnell, an overspill mm. estate, a Manchester overspill estate yeah. called Darnell. Um, and where, whereabouts like, in Manchester is that? It's, 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 north, it's, it's just north of it, in Park on the M66. Mm. It's um, where you get to Bury, yeah. um, like in between Bury and Middleton, okay. uh, if you're familiar with that area. Oh, yeah. um, so yeah, big big Oversville estate. And then uh, when I was a teenager, late teens, I moved uh, down to Salford with my dad. Yeah. I've been around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in my lived everywhere in my life. So how did even like abroad? So, even abroad, go on. Yeah, uh, I did a stint in Chicago as well. Um, oh, right. Yeah, and then and then ended up in Denton. Yeah, well, t- tell us about really Chicago are. then. Chicago sounds like a an exciting it's, place to yeah, be. Yeah, right. Yeah, so Chicago is where it kind of all started. Um, I'd, I'd had, I'd been in bands before yeah. I moved over there. I was in a band called The Long March with Fidel, who was in, who ended up in the Della Plains. And all, some of you, you mm. listeners, uh, you'd be watchers, listeners, watchers, viewers, yeah. might be um, might be familiar with that band. Um, they were around about, oh, about 2009. Yeah. Um, the great band, but well, anyway, they formed out of the ashes of of my mine and Fidel's band, the Long March. Yeah. I moved over to Chicago. The Della Plains happened when I was over there, and while I was over there, I was kind of watching what the, the, my drummer and Fidel were doing at the time yeah. um, with the Della Plains, and I was like, because we, we we'd done pretty good with the, the Long March. We established a fan base. We were getting around doing bits in local radio and all that, so I started to get into it properly um, after doing a stint working for other bands, but that's another story that we'll go into later. Yeah. Um, so I was sat, I was kind of over in Chicago, got a little band together yeah. over there um, called Silver White Lights. We'd started to kind of do well in venues over there, and then just as it was happening again, it was time to come home after five years. So yeah. I kind of went through this phase of like nearly doing something with bands and then having yeah. to your know, life circumstances changed and what mm. have you, and and yeah. then you kind of put in that position where you've got to 
go back and start again. Yeah. So I've been watching Della planes and how they were doing it and, and, and how, how, you know, we've obviously been talking to the lads as well, keeping in touch. They come over to visit me and, I felt like there was a resurgence of guitar music again in England where it kind of died off a little bit <clears throat> when I'd left. Um, and I kind of, you know, you're kind of sitting there thinking, well, do you know what? I'm getting, I'm getting on a little bit, but I quite fancy this again. Yeah. Um, and I had all these songs, I was doing bits, I was staying with my mate in between coming home and from Chicago and moving back to Manchester. I was staying with, with my mate who had a recording studio. So during the day, I'd have all these hours of just being able to you know, piss around and try different bits out and trying to kind of hone in what I was going to take home with me. Uh, and I started to piece together what became a song called Stop. And I was listening to a lot of like, I was in the mood for getting home, you know, I was listening to a lot of Pale Fountain and Shine and stuff like that. And what have you. And, you know, I, I started to kind of formulate some kind of sound in these songs. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do something when I get back. I'll have a go at it again. So I got back and I was kind of flitting around town. There was a lad called Tom Peake who was in Kid British for a while. He was a mate of mine. He was a bass player. He was looking for somewhere to live. And he, mm. I, I, I moved back to Salford. <clears throat> Cut a long story short, after I moved back from Chicago, um, for some reason, I moved out of the house where I was living uh, at the time with my um, ex-wife. And then I'd moved in with dad. My dad had a stroke. Mm. Um so I, I was kind of forced into this kind of, I couldn't go straight into the music thing. I had a little bands here. I, I tried to form a band, um, but, you know, again, personal circumstances weren't letting things happen because I had other things on the plate at the time. Yeah. So what, what was it, Ventrals is now maybe should have started a few years before, mm. but I couldn't. So again, it was put on ice again. So it's this continual kind of being put on ice yeah. until things started to settle a little bit. And I was playing little gigs like open mics and little kind of support slots with Tom playing bass. And we were just going around playing bits and all that. And uh, a woman called Debbie Ellis ended up coming along to uh, the Soul for Music Festival where I had a little slot. I think this is like 2013, I think. And she was like, she, she was doing photographs and all that. And she got in touch and she was like, right, I'm starting this little label. And I really want to work with you. I think your tunes are great, blah, blah, blah. Um, go and record them properly and we'll, we'll have a chat. So I ended up going to, I had a mate of mine called George Moran, who I got kind of got in touch from uh, the lads from the Heartbreaks um, over in Sheffield. And he had mutual friends of mine from back in the noughties who he was close to. Uh, and so we had, we had, we, had these, we got on well. Um, we had mutual friends and, mutual stories and we probably been the same nights when we were younger but we didn't know each other and all that mm. kind of stuff so we started recording this stuff over at the Fox Den in, in Sheffield mm. you, you'll probably know it won't yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was going over there it was nice because I was getting out of Manchester because I spent a lot of time in you know, Salford with my dad things were pretty still not heavy in my family you know, like, yeah. because of what had happened and and, and, and that, you know, to get out, get on the train and go over to somewhere else and yeah. just spend a couple of days recording. Again, it was like a sanctuary, you know what I mean? It was like, it was a nice thing to do. And I was, I was getting on again, I was like hitting 35. And most people that I by then had kind of given up, you know what I mean? And I, I think because I've lived out of the country for five years, I kind of like <laughs> detracted them from like 
me musical life and <laughs> kind of like added took up took me away from the stage age, you know. I still I still felt young again, do you know what I mean? I still had that kind of like fire in my belly. So I went over there, recorded all these tunes that I did, these stop one called She's Got It Down, couple 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 of us. And I had um the, the rhythm section in that in that in the original session, uh, I had Deeks and Joel Condras from um from the Heartbreaks. I don't know if you remember the Heartbreaks. Uh, I don't personally know, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I think some of your, um, your audience as well remember that band. Uh, they were from Morecambe. Mm. And they, they were quite, you know, they were doing quite well in, in an artist and what have you. Anyway, so I had two good mates, you know, doing that. And we, we bashed out these tunes and took them back to Debbie. And she's just like, yeah, these are great. She put them out on this label called Black Bleach. Mm. Who's, at the same time, she'd signed um, Witch Fever. Oh, nice. um, so she did a little bit through that this, this label so you get you know getting to that that it, my stuff really didn't go anywhere I mean I, I had a little it started a little audience I got a nice little PR drive from Sonic or whatever through Debbie and all that so he got you know got out there a little bit um, but it didn't really go anywhere I didn't really have a proper band mm. um, so it kind of edged off a little bit but it gave me a bit more knowledge into how to run it yourself and I learned a lot from Debbie, bless her, a good mate of mine. Um, she taught me a lot, and I've listened to everything she had to say. Obviously, she's like she she was good mates with Alan back in the day, Alan mm-hmm. and that, and you know, you know, story of yeah. Oasis and Debbie with the you know, with in tucks and blah blah blah. blah. So you, you know, someone who was like you know, I, I you know, I've listened to you know, and and, and watched her and how she did it and the way you know the, the ideas that she had and all that kind of stuff and kind of you know, it, it came to an end that she wanted to go full into photography and you know. Yeah. She disbanded the, the the label and kind of kind of sat there. And went, oh, I can kind of do it myself now. You know what I mean? So mm. I've got I put a band. Yeah. We've got a band together eventually. My old band from when I was really really young. I lad um, used to jump from uh, for us called Gelo from Middleton and uh, Winnie, a bass player um, that I knew. They was they, their band was splitting up, so I kind of poached them. I mean, I met this kid called Connor uh, Haywood lad. Um, he was a lot younger than me, um, but yeah, he, he was up for playing. He did some of the tracks, so we, that was it. That we ended up as we are now. And yeah. That was about four years ago. Wow! So yeah, sorry that, for the a... long-winded introduction, but no, that's that... kind of like there's no other way of telling you. <laughs> no, that, tell that's a lot to fit yeah. into four years, isn't it? What, what, what did you mind me asking? Yeah. What, what 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 was the reason for going out to Chicago in the first place? Was it? It, uh, it was me. It's my ex-wife's uh, job. It was nothing other oh, than okay, that. Right, and okay. She got yeah. a position, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, and that, that was it. It kind of. I, I was like, I was reluctant to leave the band that I was in, but uh, everyone was kind of saying, "Oh man, you know, go and do it." You know, and funny enough, I, I, it was a town called Bloomington Normal in Illinois that we were moving to, and I looked at the map, and you're know, like someone typical Brit does, and you look at the map. And it's like, oh, it's only that far away from Chicago. <laughs> All right, okay, fair enough. It's a thousand <laughs> yeah. miles or something. And then you wake up there, and you're like, it's about took you four hours to get from nowhere. You know what I mean, you're in the middle <laughs> of nowhere, man. Enough, okay. All right, but anyway, okay. we ended up moving to the city like after a year. So that, that, that's yeah. when it really, that, that to me was a big part of my musical life, that, you know, yeah. moving to Chicago, moving to the city, meeting a lot of other like-minded people, but coming at it from a different angle, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how old were you when you went to Chicago? Just, just for the timeline a little bit, how old were you when you went to Chicago and you were there for five years, you say? I turned 30 when I was there, so... Okay. I was 20. 
was 28, just, just going 28 or 29, yeah. 29 when I moved to Chicago, 28, yeah. yeah. So it's 28. So it was that time when, like, you know, like, you know, I was ready for the uh, the, the bargain bin already and anything. <laughs> Fair enough. And how did the <laughs> local Chicago people take to this uh, little mank lad that's, that's just uh, appeared in, in the scene? Oh, no, it was, it was, it was great because, you know, like, um, it was really good. Um, it was nice to... You know the things with the, the, the Americans and the British. They, they yeah. love the British and all that, but there was this. The, <laughs> so, yeah, one. I had a couple of jobs, and one of them was working in Target on the back yeah. room doing the warehouse work. And <laughs> on some of it, some occasions when they were short of staff at the front, they'd call up the back room staff <laughs> to go and work on the tills. Okay. So I was putting some things through for this woman. She's like, "Hey, what's your name, Philip?" She looks at me because she was like. What part of Russia? What part of Russia are you from? And I, I thought she said Russia. Home. <laughs> right, right. I was like, I'm not from Russia. Home. You know the Curry Mile. Too far away. Like, I was like, how did you know that? And she went, and she just looked at me like, and then she went, Russia. <laughs> I was like, I'm not from yeah. Russia. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was interesting because if you're from the north of England, if anyone's watching this and they've ever been to the states or lived there, and you'll know that if you've got any accent that doesn't sound like you're from Harry Potter. <laughs> they haven't got a clue where you're from. I've been, you know, I've been before, and they, they, they thought Irish, I were, yeah, they thought I were Australian when I was there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got not so much Australian, you know, but uh, Scottish. I got quite a lot, and Irish, which is you know, you know, families are kind yeah. of from you know, all Celtic. So they weren't far off, but yeah, yeah. I spoke to a, someone, you know. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, they have a clue, really. Well, the, I've got a lot of strange looks. A high, yeah. a high percentage of the Americans have never had a passport and left America, so they're they're, they're com- completely oblivious <laughs> to what it's like out of their yeah. out of their country, and it? it is quite yeah. naive of that country in a way, and it you know the biggest uh, you know economic power in the world is so ins- yeah. it's it's quite insular, and they don't know what the others <laughs> what the rest of the world's like. It, it's it's a strange thing, that, isn't it? But it's that big, though, isn't it? it uh, yeah. You know, I, I, we went to um, like Las Vegas a couple of times, and the flight from Chicago to Las Vegas, it, you only then, you only then realise how big that country is because yeah. you're going through, you're looking down from the plane, and you're like, all oh, right, Chicago, and then it's like corn and beans for yeah. like an hour, so it's these little <laughs> squares of brown and green, and then it's <laughs> mountains for like another hour and a half. And then it's desert, and you go, and it's like three different kind of land mm. types, yeah. you know what I mean? And you're still in yeah. the same country. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I thought if it was icy, and it was like <laughs> the North Pole, and now I'm in the desert, but I'm in the same country. That blows your mind, doesn't it, when you're from Little England, doesn't it? Did uh, any other little stories from in Chicago about Americans just being the way that they are? I've got. Well, one of the reasons why I, I kind of carried on, right, doing the songwriting and that, I, I was doing these little demos, and I had a job in bar, there was a shop, um, a pop-up barber store, you know, the, the coal company, um, and they were kind of making the way into the US clothing market at the time. Mm. So I got a job there, easy, because I walked in the shop, and I was like, you got any jobs going? And the girl there, who's now one of my best mates, Amanda, she was like, Oh my god, you're British! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me your CV, and I kind of walked into the job. You know, having a good knowledge of the company and yeah. 
being, you know, it's the north of England, isn't it, Barbara? And you know, all this kind of stuff. I kind of suited the uh, the cause, as it were. Uh, and I ended up working um, um, there for for a couple of years. Um, and the, the lad, uh, one of the lads who worked there, he's um, born, born Roland, who was called. He was my manager. Hmm. He was really into his music, and I played the demos and blah, blah, blah. And he was in the south side of Chicago. And I worked with him for about a year and a half. And I knew him really well. well I thought I did. Until the, the week I was leaving, we had like a little kind of drink at the the, um, the shop and when, when the doors were closed and yeah. to, to see me off and, and what have you. And we, we, we got into a really good chat because he wasn't, he was no longer my boss or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. We got into this chat and Amanda dropped something in about Vaughan having kind of musical royalty in his family. Mm. Has he ever told you? And I was like, no, no, he's never said anything about any music. I mean, I knew he was into hip-hop and all that, you know what I mean? Soul music and what have you, but never said anything about any family members, so, all right. So he they kind of stood there, like, kind of coyly, like, smug, like, smirking, and I'm like, what are you smirking at? And he just started laughing, he was like, I, didn't, I never told you who my uncle was, my great-uncle. Hmm. So I was like, go on, and he went, my great-uncle's Muddy Waters. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I walked away back into the stock room and came out and went, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, Uncle Waddy's my dad's, um, my granddad's brother. Yeah. And I was like, and I looked at Amanda, I was like, is he winding me up? And she was like, no, no, no. So I worked with you for like nearly two years <laughs> and you've never told me this. And he was like, well, you know, <laughs> you know, didn't want to, you know, make too much of it, you know, that kind of thing. So I was like, Wow, I, you know, I, I remember like you would. I'd just been playing in the new stuff that I recorded over the over the speaker system, and I just said, "Bon, can I ask you the question?" And he says, "Yeah, yeah, go ahead." And so I was like, "What? What do you think, like Uncle Mud would think of this?" <laughs> and he kind of listen. He was kind of modern. He said, "He went, yeah, 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 for sure." He went, "Here, dig it." <laughs> I was like, yeah, you'll take that, you'll take that. <laughs> I was like, thank you, I'll give me a hug. And I was like, that will stay, I'll have to stay with me for the rest of my <laughs> life. You know I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Muddy Waters saying it, but, you know, yeah. that'll do me. Yeah, that'll so, do. Yeah, that's funny. I kind of walked away with a spring in my step going like that. Like, Muddy Waters, I was like, what? Like, what did he would have, yeah, he, yeah, he probably would have done. All right, yeah, he probably would have dug it. Yeah, all right, I'll have that. So, you know, off I went home with this little spring in my step again and, you know, off we go. So I, I do, when I think of, like, Chicago music, having never been to Chicago, but this is just what I've got in my head, it's all, it feels like it's, it's hip-hop and jazz. Uh, mm. how, how did they take to your more psychedelic indie kind of tunes or, or were you doing something different well, at that point? I, I mean, uh, we had Chef Records down the road, obviously, mm. you know, um, all the blues stuff and all that, and, you know, it, that kind of, you know, always kind of vibe with me. You know. the, the, Chicago then, 10 years ago, was pretty much like it is now musically. It, it's very diverse. Mm. Uh, the, one of the first, well, actually the first video, the first ever music video I've ever been involved with or been in was a rap video. Mm. Um, okay. And it's called, it's called, it's called uh, The Hood by BBU. Is that on YouTube? You YouTube it. Yeah, we'll we'll put a link on. Yeah, we'll put a link <laughs> on. For, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually stood in the in, in the corner shop doorway, um, 
with a Lacoste on and a, a, a can of Stella, keeping it real. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty easy to spot. Um <laughs> Because I don't like a be in a rap video. <laughs> but uh, actually, funny enough, that day with me and my mate were going off to see uh, BDI later on. Mm. Uh, we were in a riot mess by the time we got there. But that's another story again. What, in Chicago? But, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Been around the block. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, what happened at the BDI gig then? <laughs> there was something involving an umbrella. Okay. Of, of my friend Umar's, he brought in an umbrella, it was pissing down later on. And uh, to the to the bemusement of the, the band on stage, this umbrella started to make its way around the auditorium. It was the Metro in Chicago. <laughs> All right, okay. I think a few people lost an eye. Oh, right, okay, fair <laughs> During that gig. <laughs> Weren't BDI quite underrated? Because I, 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 went, I, I went to see him live a few times. I went to Parole. They were good. Right? I, mean, I, I saw him at pa- Apollo. Of, like, yeah. I, wasn't really, I didn't know much about I, I'd been right out of that kind of scene for a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't really privy to everything that they'd done yeah. other than like the Roller or something like that, you know, yeah. well-known songs. I wasn't really kind of... But yeah, like, live, they were great. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, it was, a, it was a good... I mean... <laughs> From what I can remember of it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the only time I saw him. But yeah, it was it was a good it was a good night. I, I can remember getting kicked out of Apollo in Manchester going to watch them. I, I went for a fag outside, and they said, "You know, you do know if you if you go out and have a fag, you can't come back in." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever." And then I had to fight to get back in. I did end up getting back in, but it, but it, you know, you, you know what it's like in them kind of venues. The the hard work, <laughs> the security are hard work, aren't they? They don't have a sense of humour. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in case, <laughs> no, just in case anybody are watching. Some of you are all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of you are all right. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, we've all been there, haven't we? We've yeah, all definitely, there, so. definitely. So back from Chicago then, back in Manchester, uh, The Urge uh, comes back to you, you know, you you, you, you want to, you, you, you feel like you've, uh, just from what you said earlier, you know, time's passed by a little bit. You're in your 30s now, heaven forbid. You can do something in your 30s, you know, as life passed me by in your 30s, you know. Yeah. No, late 30s, yeah, sure. I think by the time I got that band together, I was like, this is hard work, this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, yeah. like I, I mean, I look, I mean, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm 42 now. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm 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 doing well, you know. I'm 45. I'm... Yeah, we're, we're both doing well. We're hanging in there. Aren't yeah, we? yeah. Well, uh, well, it never leaves your music, does it? it it's no, definitely no, not no, leaving I, you, I think... and it's it's never left me. When it's really no. when it's a passion inside you, we carry on. I think it I? takes years off you. It adds years <laughs> on physically, yeah. but in your yeah. mind, it takes years off you. And I think, yeah, yeah, good. Um, I mean, we've not really started. I mean, we've not really got into what we really can yeah. and should, you know, are able to do. We've not even started yet. You know, like when it comes to we we, we had we had a good run of gigs last year. And we got about, <clears throat> but you know, we, we're kind of we're ready for that that step up. We're yeah. ready for taking it to another level, and <clears throat> you know, let's just say I've had to start looking after myself a little bit more than I used to. Yeah. Uh, just in case, you know, it always is that because you know it's like you, you know, you like say it's you know, don't get me wrong, we like, we, we like a good, good time, but you know, you, you can't do it every day at this age. Yeah. You got you, you got you got you got to go for a walk every now and again. Yeah. You know, luckily I've got the dog, so yeah. um, 
You need your fresh air, don't you? you do. But um, you got to keep, you got to keep, got to keep lively. Uh, but yeah, I'm relishing it. I, I'm, you know, we we we've got we had a good year last year. Mm. We had a good few years. Lockdown was brilliant for us. I mean, we we I mean, other than personal losses and all that kind of stuff, mm. everyone went through that. But you know, we kind of got um, we, we we got stuck in, mm. and we maximised on it. I think to use a um, a corporate word. Yeah. I think we really we really grabbed it by the bollocks, mm. not corporate word. Um and we we when a lot of bands were kind of doing nothing, I was like, Oh sat this, we no one's heard of us yet, let's get out there. Well everyone sat everyone yeah. sat at home looking at the phones waiting for something <laughs> new. Yeah. And I'm like, right, I'm having this. This is great. I can't think of anything better. Mm. This is like this is this it was the biggest equalizer for music ever. Mm. The way I think of it. It was like, right, you know. Everyone sat on their ass doing nothing, thinking like I think a lot of the t- like professional solo musicians were kind of like, oh god, we've got a break. No, and they they kind of relished the time off. Do you know what I mean? Whereas those little independents kind of went and stepped up, mm-hmm. and we had this ready-made audience at home, and we you know, we, we we put County Lines out, we put uh, Call of Duty, and we got you know tiny little pushes on. Did a bit of PR and all that, but some mm. of them didn't, and we did really well. We, we brought, we, we got this little, this yeah. little thing going, and when we were coming out, it was like we've got to continue this. You know what I mean? So yeah. we, we we cracked on, and we played coming out of lockdown. We we, we sold out the castle, then we had the support with Andy Bell, yeah. and and then we played the, the, at Gulliver's, yeah. and then we played Gulliver's again with Cal and Morris, and sold that out, and. Uh, it was like, yeah, 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 right. This is this is this is happening now. This is good, mm. and I think with, with with Twitter and all that, we've 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 connected with a lot of people around the country. Um, our music seems to have got a lot of love from people who are kind of missing something mm. in music. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, you you said something earlier about uh, you're ready for the next push. What what is the next push? What's the next level for Ventures? Do you think? Um. If <laughs> a decent support, it's not a, a, a do us good. Yeah. Um, with like-minded fans, with like-minded fans, yeah. um, I think we're the we're that live band that we, we we can really kind of grab other people's fans. You know what I mean? We, we, we've mm. we went on tour with Cabbage two years ago. Mm. We got loads of followers from that. I mean, it was a weird. That was a weird. I mean, it was only because we were friends with them, and mm. it was their last. Oh, and they're kind of carte blanche on who they wanted to support. I don't think SJM would have gone with us had it been anything other than the last tour. Yeah. But um, yeah, we knocked out in the park. You know what I mean? We 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 were, we went around, you know, played yeah, the powerhouse, King Tuts, um, Gorilla. That mm-hmm. got you know like, all sold out, six hundred, five hundred venues and that. And we you know we we made hey you know what I mean we made the most of it. We played our bollocks yeah. off and we you know we we got up there. And, we turned some heads, mm. and with that, that's another thing that got, that got us a, you know, a few, you know, got a good few followers from um, and a little audience. Um, so we, you know, we, we, you know, that, I think having that again, something like that again, would would be beneficial. You know, that, yeah. you know, that's out of our hands. So, so mm. you know, in our hands, we know we're releasing some big hitting tunes this this year. Um, we've got you know the website up and running. Um, I'm I'm kind of carrying it myself. Yeah. Uh, management wise, you know, you might be somewhat on the horizon. Uh, label wise, independent, talking to a couple. Might not 
might not work out, I don't know, but we're ready. I'm kind of, well, while I'm going along, I'm, I'm trying to learn everything I can, just in case we've got ourselves a lease and, and what have you. We've got an album ready to go, or more or less. Um, just got to throw another string section in there for one song. We're, we're, we're ready to go this year, you know. We're, we're, yeah. I think I think we've got a, we've got a couple of dates pending. We've only, we can only announce one of them, that's one in yeah. Grimsby on Good Friday, with a band called Shines, who are a couple of lads from mm-hmm. by. And I like called Richard Dutton, their new thing, and they've been played on Six Music and that, so they're doing well. So we're supporting them in Grimsby, and we're going to be doing their Manchester Day the week mm. after at 33. I've got um, a Blackpool date for that week, kind of. I, I can't announce it yet until next week, but yeah, we've got Blackpool yeah. Day, and I'm working other dates around it. So we're going to go for a mini tour around nice. Easter, good Friday time. That's just, time. Just, go, just going um, back a little bit, because I, I, I've had Lee from Cabbage, uh, on the podcast before and had a chat with right, him. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. Rory's a good lad, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a really clever uh, uh, and has a lot of uh, knowledge of the music industry and he does, uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and politics and everything. He's a really interesting guy. Yeah. I've got a lot of time for that, lad. What, what, what did you learn really as, as a band supporting Cabbage on that tour and being around the boys for the for those dates? I didn't learn much that I didn't know <laughs> yeah. because I, I've always been again, like I say, privy to the workings of the industry in a way yeah. because of a past life of mine. Mm. Um, but for the other lads, it was definitely an education and definitely um, it was good for them yeah. because everything that I've been talking about, it kind of said, look, this is how this is how it works. This, this is how it happens. It's, you know, it's hard work. Yeah. It's a graft. You know, you know. It, but if you if you if you work hard like because they they are you know they are you they were a unit. You know, yeah. they all had the the things they did in the band outside of the music side of it. They worked together, um, and sometimes didn't <laughs> <laughs> bless them. But they you know, when they were on farm on farm they let down. You know, they they yeah. exhaust, especially Owen as well. You know, yeah. Owen's. Um, a bit of a muse of mine. I've done work with him, like labouring and stuff. So mm. it's always, I'd always li- I'd listen to his stories and I listened to him intently about things he said. And, you know, I took a lot. I've learned, yeah, I've possibly learned a lot more outside the tour. Inside the tour, mm. yeah, I, I, yeah learned, I, I met people. Yeah, you know, uh, other than that, I kind of knew how it all works. But yeah, you know, it was good for the, the band because they don't have to. They didn't have the. They didn't have the experience that I had. Yeah. Within the kind of the inner echelons of the of the music industry, because I, I, years and years ago, in a past life, um, in a galaxy far, far away, um, I I fancied myself getting into music management this is going back to 2004 I'd, I'd had enough with music <laughs> when i was 20 or whatever 23 <laughs> you yeah. laugh about it now i think <laughs> what was you thinking um and i i started getting pally with a band called well not pally but I, I'd, I'd seen a band called the long march not the long march so the long cut the long cut mm. who were on delta sonic and I was invited by their tour manager because I was on a, on a chat saying, I want to get into this, I want to get into that. 
And he said, come down to the night and day. In a couple of weeks' time, we're, we're, we're playing this gig and blah, 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 blah. So I, I went I went down. I got there early because I, I, lived, I lived in town back then and around in Salford, near mm-hmm. town. And I'd nip in town. I was always in town at that age. You could do it at that age, you know. And I'd get down early, have a pint, sit at the bar, you know, just in case that Johnny Bar was in there or something, you know, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And I'd sit, kind of take my place at the bar, chat to Yad and the staff. And, you know, I knew everyone in the venues and I was kind of overall. Mm. And I got in there early and there was this band setting up, uh, Scousers. Or there or thereabouts, a couple of them were, a couple from the world. Um, and they got on stage and they started doing the sound check. And I was like, you know, you're like, whoa, this is mint. Like, this is really, really, I've not heard anything. Like, the girl sounded like Grey Slick, you know, and they, they were like edgy. Um, guitarists had this mad kind of Link Ray thing going on. And I was like, these, these have gotten all the coral. You know, and I, I just, it, it, it stops and and I just kind of walked over and I was like, went to the guitarist and went, you's a fucking great, what what you called? And he's like, we called the Little Flames. I was like, oh, yeah, good name. I was like, all right. Right, well, right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm there. I'm like, I just knew that instant. I was like, my life changed. Yeah. I went from being, I was a sound engineer at Man United uh, at MUTV and I was like, I want a bit of this. So we ended up having a drink and watched the band. I watched the band and they blew me head off and then mm. we watched the long cut and I was like, I'm all these, these are my type of people. Mm. These are like, this is my type of band. You know, this is, they, they, had, they were full of energy and they were kind of like a little bit younger than me. So I had that kind of early 20s. Mm. Uh, thing going on, skipping around like little limps, you know, like, pat, 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 you know. And I, I thought, these are just, these are great. Yeah, this is like the band that I want to be in. I, I couldn't be in a band, you know, I wasn't part of the band. But, you know, and from there, I ended up just being dragged along to all these gigs with him and, you know, um, and then consequently, through that, um, they they came to an end. The little flames came to an end. We were at, I met all these bands. They were signed to a label called Delta Sonic that was run mm. by uh, a couple, Alan Wills uh, and Anne Heston. Um, God bless him, Alan Wills, uh, good good friend of mine. In ten years as well, this year I think wow. that he passed away. <laughs> but he was a massive massive influence on me, and I I was really lucky. I got I I, I got friendly with. And son, uh, Jamie Aston, as well through it all. And I ended up staying at their house, you know, we, uh, parties after gigs, uh, you know, the coral their zootons. Or, mm. I, I was just in my element and I, I learned so much about how to run a little label and that kind of stuff and mm. what went on. And Because so, I knew nothing before that. I didn't have a clue. Um, and I was really welcomed into the, the, the fold and... You know, I, I, I'd stay over, go to Liverpool, stay, stay over at Anne and um, Alan and have a spare room, stay there and put you up, breakfast in the morning, that kind of stuff. I was sort of looking back, I was so lucky. I got to drive the rascals who who were Miles's and Joe's and, and Greg's second band after the, the Little Flames split up. I got to drive them on their first dates with the, the Arts and Monkeys. 
at Cardiff and that, and um, then up to Knowsley Hall Festival where we supported the Who. I say we, <laughs> 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 like, we uh, yeah. kind of felt like us with the yeah, Banyan. Yeah. Um, the Who, Shaq. I walked to the stage with Shaq and, you know, through it and stuff like that. And I was just like, I had this two or three years of just, I was just living in a dream, man. Nice. Like, it was, it was unreal. Never got, never asked for anything. Never wanted for anything. But I was just welcome. Mm. Always welcome. And they, 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 were, they were probably the most formulative kind of years in the music life. Um, which I'm very, very grateful for. Like I said, like, Alan sadly passed away yeah. in an accident 10 years ago. Uh, that was just after I come home from Chicago. And it's kind of like, you know, it was kind of like coming back, and I was, you know, kind of you coming back thinking, "Oh yeah, I'll get back into all that again." Things had changed, and then that happened, and it was just like, "Wow, you know." And I, I think a little bit of me carrying on as well. I remember talking to Anne uh, a couple of years back, and it was like, "I kind of do it with the spirit of Alan. Everything I do, I try to do it with the spirit, spirit of Alan mm. in mind because he was. I don't know if you knew Alan at all, but he was a force of nature. Mm. Uh, you know, teetotal, but. You know, I remember my dad meeting him and he, my dad said to me, is, 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 is he on drugs? I was like, no, he's teetotal. And he's just like, like yeah. just this whirlwind energy about him, but everything he did, and he threw himself into it, like 100%. And uh, that, I, if I ever find myself lagging musically mm. or whatever, I always think, you know, like, and I, like, I always think, like, what would Alan do? Yeah. How would Alan do it? You know, massive influence. Yeah, no, I, I, massive, I, massive influence. I like that, and I, I can feel the enthusiasm for music, and I can see why you still do it because it's. Mm. It, it, we, we said it earlier, don't it? it never leaves you. It never does. There's, it's always, no. it's always there. Uh, you did try but... to leave it. I know. Yeah, I did. I did. And you just, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's exactly like that. I love that. You, you, you said you said something earlier, like uh, 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 in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, do you mind me asking a bit of a different type of question? Yeah. Do you? Have, I've seen some of your socials and stuff. Um, and are you a bit of a believer in things far, far and away? Yeah, yeah, but... I'm just intrigued I, by I some of the posts I, I, I've seen, my, that's all. I, I want to believe. My, my want to believe is okay. stronger than my belief. Okay. Because um, I'm an evidence-based man, you know, right, and okay. uh, yeah. I, I did make a phone call to... Um, what they call Air traffic control once in, yeah. in the late 90s. I... Uh, I, I me and a group of friends thought we'd seen something. Um, or some things that were kind of yeah. space, far space apart, but they were kind of far up and they were too close together to be. And too, in, what I liked it was, it was like, they were too close, too in sync to be aircraft. And we couldn't explain it. So we ended up phoning air, air traffic control. And they came off back now, it's just ridiculous. Isn't it? <laughs> and they, they were like, and I thought we'd just go like, no, 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 we can't, we can't be dealing with this shit. You know, put yeah. the phone down. And they were like, "Can you just hang on a minute? We're going to put you through to some other." And I thought, "On the phone, man. we're back in the day on the old, <laughs> on the old handheld, not on the on the handset." Yeah. And I'm looking at me, me, man, I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. So I'm waiting like this, and they put me through to another department. 
and I had to talk to this other geezer. And he asked me, like, where it was going, which way it was heading, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh. this is heavy, this. And I, as I said at the end of the phone call, I was like, can you do a favour? If you find out what it was, can you let me know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably talking to, like, MI5 or something. You know I mean? <laughs> as if they're going to phone me back. You know? I know, yeah. Uh, Mr Knox, we just following fo- <laughs> up from you, your phone call last week. Uh, Definite alien. Don't mind us breaking the official secret. <laughs> you know what uh, you know, I mean? Like, but yeah, I've always from that day I've always been fascinated. I, yeah. I actually found a track they kind of putting in the the distance, uh, the, the the coordinates and the kind of rough area it was travelling towards mm. Yorkshire from over Greater Manchester, from the north of Manchester, from Liverpool, and it, yeah. it, it there is actually I can't remember what it's and years now a couple of years back I actually found all these accounts of a similar thing on this year I thought mm. right yeah. around about the same time, which is the summer in that year, which I think was nineteen ninety five or something like that but yeah yeah yeah. I'm it's, sure it's the same thing four lights that were kind of in a, a rectangular shape well a UFO west, UFO don't have to be like an alien from another west. it don't it don't have to be an alien from another land it's unexplained and it's flying and it's That's an object it, yeah, up yeah, there, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah so I mean I've always been a massive <laughs> Star Wars fan and that being, okay. being a kid and that so I think I want to believe I think well you know as, as far as life on other planets near to us if anything it would be something like, you know, it would be molecular or kind yeah. of small life, maybe bacterial, we'll yeah. probably end up finding out, yeah. or it would surprise me. Um, but even that would have massive, have massive consequences, wouldn't it, for a lot of things. Yeah. But, um, you know, but I think I, I'm in the kind of the the thought of if if there is, and it probably has been, because given the number of stars yeah. and galaxies in, in the universe, there has been... Uh, if, if there was, or there is, it, it probably was, or has been, and, you know, the chances of, a, of a, an intelligent civilization uh, appearing at the same time, well, this end of the universe, where it was probably pretty small, but well, the universe is that vast in it, you never know, so, yeah. Elon, you know, Elon but, Musk is making, you, you, in the next 50 years, there's going to be people living on Mars, so... Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that big into it. <laughs> I won't be moving there. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I couldn't imagine. I, mean, I, I couldn't imagine out worse. I'm all right in Denton, me. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine the journey. I bet it's a fucking ball eight going to Mars. Well, not just the journey. I mean, if you think like getting through security at Manchester Airport <laughs> and how long it takes you to get through all that rigmarole, yeah. then imagine how long it's going to be like isolation for about six months on the way back. You can't be asked for that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, realistically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You'd have to spend a lot of time before it and, and after it, so. <laughs> Funny, you know. anyway. But yeah, I'm always, I'm always looking towards the stars, Carl. I'm always out yes, there in the back, you know. Yes, mate. You know, you, yeah, I'm happy for seeing an National Space Station going past, but you know, I'm always like, I did I'm see, always, I did, I'm always wanting. I did look out for that last time, and I, 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 I looked on my back guard from Denton, and I could see the fucking thing flying, it popper flying across. I did that once. It is amazing to see there's humans on that thing flying above us. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it blows your mind, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think in another life, yeah, you know, I think we could all have been an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah, we all live in this strange world. Anyway, back to the tune. So you've got a new single coming out, Acid Flowers coming out as well, mate. Talk us yeah, through. Yeah, Let's that's, back that's, back onto the music. From, from astronaut to psychonaut. There you <laughs> there go. We go. Uh, in one step. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's probably my, as far as space travel goes, <laughs> okay. that's probably my kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, 
Athy Flower, yeah. Saturday. This Saturday. Twenty yeah. seventh. And it was it was writ it was it was wrote. Just there. Just there. In front of that T V. Yeah. With that. Me, my wife's guitar. <laughs> and it was um and it was because I'd not been able to play the guitar for about a year in the living room without the mm. dog trying to bite it or mm. attack me. Mm. And there was one day but I fancied, no, I fancied my chances because he was pretty chilled out. He's actually upstairs at the moment. Surprised he's not been down yet. Uh, I've got a lurcher, a two and a half year old lurcher called Iggy, uh, named after Iggy Pop. Yeah. And he, he, he just sat there and he let me play. And I was like, wow, and it must have been a euphoria of being able to play the guitar in my own house again. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, it just it just fell out on me. Nice. nice. And it was like one of them, it was like I was shelving something out. I mean, I, I was looking at releasing something else at this time, this yeah. time of year. And it snuck in there last second. It was like, oh, I was like, oh, God. I think that's going to be a good one for January when everyone like kind of bored a winter. Mm. I think I thought I thought it worked really well because I think taking snippets of it mm. uh, as a, as a promo, it sounded great as a promo. You know, it sounded it was catchy. It was it, it was all right. I think I thought oh, I was going to turn into this. So we got in the studio and recorded it from you know properly. So, you know, even yeah. the, dem- the demo sounded great. I took it in and it was like, oh, this is this is this is the bollocks. This, this, yeah, this well, is getting an outing. This is getting an outing. Well, I, I, I think if if we can bottle some of the enthusiasm you've got there, mate, and spread it around the world, and uh, I, just, I, just, I, I love your enthusiasm for the music industry and still cracking on doing it because why not? What what are you yeah, gonna, yeah, what are you going to lose? It's the, that's it. You know exactly. You know, I, I'm in a, a good business in my life. I've got a job. And I do what I do. And, yeah. you know, like you say, I've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Everything to gain. And if 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 500 people dig it, that's brilliant. If, you know, millions of people take it to art, that's even better. But anything, everything, yeah. anything other than a few people listening to it and buzzing off it, anything else is a bonus as far as I'm concerned. That's that's the way I've learned to do, like to look at it all because, you know, well, ladies and gentlemen, within the description of this podcast, there's going to be a link to see Phil in the gangster video. Yeah, because everybody's going to want to see that. Definitely, sure. I, I can't wait to see that in a bit when you say it, it gets away. it gets its out it gets its own quite a lot of parties. And I always <laughs> get people okay. texting me like at the o'clock in the morning, going when I'm in bed, going send us that link. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and we'll put yeah. a link for the new tunes for Acid Flower as well, so people can yeah, that'd be pre-order great. Pre-order it now well, and, and, and listen. To, well, yeah, we'll concentrate on that, of course. <laughs> That that'll be at the top. That one, and then your little gangster video will be somewhere below it. You know, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Mate. But yeah, yeah, cheers, Phil. Is there anything that you'd like to share with uh, the uh, the Ventrals fans just before we let you crack on with you? Yeah, today? I mean, like I said before, like if, if 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 a few people love it, that's that's great. But yeah. but you know, but again, yeah. If you do follow us, just share it, share it, share it. Because like, yeah. that's you know, liking, sharing, you know. Away, away from buying, if you, if you just like and share to any small band, independent band, I'll tell you this, it's really important, you know, if you see yeah. something like I do with other bands, just, if you like something, like it and share it, because yeah. that's how we get about, and it, 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 it has massive consequences. Mm. Yeah, but well you, you know, And I say, like, if you're, if you're on socials and that, you know, if you, if you like something, share it with the world, because... You know that that can because we, we're up against the giants. You know that's why I moved the the, the, the release to the Saturday because it was like a Friday. Like I'm not releasing things on Friday. You know, 
ABBA's going to bring a new tune out or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, 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 you're screwed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you see much traffic going on, like, do Saturday, everyone's sat in bed, yeah. like, on an hangover or whatever, or doing nothing, sat there lounging on the on the city. Mm. Just, just see it. If you see it, if you like it, share it. Because that's how, that's how we how we survive really it definitely is and we'll be sharing it and spreading the word on RGM and Phil we nice one, so thank, thank you, you for joining us today well. no you're very welcome you're very welcome thanks for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure nice and we'll see you again for another week of music here at the RGM podcast ladies and gentlemen we'll see you soon toodaloo cheers pal cheers Phil nice one so as always ladies and gentlemen uh, pop into the description of this podcast you can see Phil, Phil in that uh, gangster gangster video it's very uh, it's funny <laughs> Uh, do pre-save his new tune as well. Do everything we say. <laughs> You're not going to, are you? <laughs> I know what it's like, but it all, it's all about supporting music and new tunes, isn't it? You know, it's how you frame these things. We're not telling you to do anything. We just want you to get involved, you know. There's some great music out there, and people really appreciate your support listening to us, getting to know these bands, and investing in them, hopefully. Maybe get a gig to the ticket, catch a, get a ticket to the gig. T-shirt, merch, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully it feeds back into the community and helps out. Hopefully. You can always watch the video of these podcasts as well on YouTube. We're very close to 1,000 now. 909, I think I was on last time I looked. I uh, just want to get to 1,000. It's a nice number, in it? So that's happening. Uh, yeah, so um, thanks for joining us midweek for another podcast. Uh, loads and plenty in the archives, ladies and gentlemen. Take a look around. Got loads of guests booked as well. Um, I'm fresh from uh, coming out of the uh, lottery winners gig last weekend. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, so there's loads of stuff coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned, eh? And as always, uh, we have you back with entertainment, music reviews, information, news, features over at rjeb.press. Take a look when you can be asked. Uh, or now. You know, time like the present. Have a look, tell us what you think. Always open to feedback. We just do, we can only just do what we can do, can't we? Eh? So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for another week of the RGM Experience podcast with me, Carl Maloney, delving into the grassroots music industry and beyond. We'll do it till we die. <laughs> thanks, guys. So, I'm going to get off anyway. So, yeah, nice one, guys. We will see you soon for another episode of the podcast. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.